we speak, are on their way to Buffalo. They're going to play the Bills tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock, in the first preseason game where we're going to be able to get a chance to see Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, Stephon Gilmore. Are they enough as upgrades to lift the Colts over where they were last year, or is this team stuck in some kind of moderate mediocrity for all eternity? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the over-under for the season. Nine and a half wins. Where do you think they're going to wind up there? And we're going to talk a little bit, although it's the preseason, Colts are favored by one and a half in Buffalo. That's an interesting number. We'll talk about the Big Ten East. The Ohio State Buckeyes are runaway favorites to, to win that thing. Is there a way to seed Ohio State to the SEC? Get them the hell out of the Big Ten so everybody else can compete a little bit because how the hell are you going to catch them, right? Difficult. Hard to catch them. Uh, Hoosiers, they're minus five for the opener against Illinois. We got three weeks from tonight. You know, the, or the, three weeks from tonight is the opener. And we're going to get to figure out over that three weeks whether the Hoosiers are going to be able to cover that spread and win a Big Ten game for the first time since 2020 or not. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Friday, August uh, 12, 2022. We're brought to you by the people at BUSR. Go to busr.ag. All your gaming needs. All your uh, wagering needs, your investing needs. We're going to talk about it throughout the season. What in the world do we think about these Indianapolis Colts? We'll talk about all that. We'll do that starting right now. Hit the subscribe button. Smash that thing. Smash the like button. We're looking for 328 likes. That wouldn't be a record, but it would be close. And you got to ring the bell. If you want to get a notification every time we go live, and that's twice a day during the week, bing, hit the bell. Make a donation if you like. Had several donations this morning. We answer questions in real time for those who donate. That's what we do. If you don't donate, I might see your question. I might not see your question. It's a roll of the dice. Colts tomorrow, minus one and a half. The over-under is 36. Over-under in a preseason game, I guess it makes it more interesting. I'm taking the under. I don't think anybody's scoring a bunch of points tomorrow. I, if it winds up being 17-16, I think that would be a lot of points in this game. Uh... And I'm taking the Bills, minus one and a half in the preseason. I, I'm taking the dog every single time because you, you don't know how many – are they going to play their starters? We have no idea. Let's talk about that nomadic grind. Let's talk about Yannick Ngakwe, Matt Ryan, and Stefan Gilmore and lead it with Yannick Ngakwe because you mentioned him. He is a great Twitter follow. He's wonderful. He is very conversant with fans. He understands that this is the way you build kind of a root system. Oddly enough, he's played for a bunch of teams. I think the culture is 15 at this point in his young career. He's only 27, 28 years old. On Twitter, he's conversing with people. You, you answer him, he answers back. It's wonderful. He, he says, don't DM him. Just answer in the comments so you do. And he, he's very funny. He asked today about if you're in the middle... Uh, uh, of a uh, like in a plane, if you're in the middle seat, do you get one or do you get both of the armrests because the middle's a big pain in the ass? So I said, hey, look, if you're on the team plane, I think the guy with the most seniority, the, the veteran with the most years in the league should get the armrests, which is silly because they got plenty of room on those things. Although for the preseason, it gets a little bit packed. Otherwise, 
really, really roomy. That is the way to travel. I'm telling you, an NFL charter is the way to go. And then a police escort from the airport to the hotel, it, and then to the stadium. Another police escort, and then a police escort from the stadium to the airport. It is the way to travel, I promise. You've never traveled like that in your life. The most fun I had traveling with the Rams in 2012 was a game in Chicago because on the Kennedy from O'Hare to downtown had a police escort and like forced everybody off the road so we could haul ass down the Kennedy. It was wonderful. I've never seen anything like it. If I had been one of the passengers in a car that was sort of off-ramped because uh, of an NFL team coming to town the day before a game, I'd lost my mind. At any rate, Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, Stephon Gilmore, are they enough to lift a 9-8 and team to something better than that? Is Matt Ryan a big enough of an upgrade over Carson Wentz? I spent 11 and a half minutes of my life today listening to an interview with a, uh, a TV guy in the D.C. area talking about a lot of things with Carson Wentz, and he didn't pull any punches, but I didn't learn anything. Because Carson Wentz doesn't say anything. All he say, you know, I rely on my faith. If you don't get tired of hearing, I rely on my faith, you're going to want to see this. You're going to want to watch this interview. Carson Wentz, if you had any doubt about this while he was in Indianapolis, his faith is undiminished as the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. He is still relying upon his faith, relying upon guidance from the Bible to move him through an NFL career that is hanging by a thread, but he's still got his faith. He's still got confidence. He hadn't read any of the social media. Maybe he should start reading the social media and put down the Bible for 15 minutes, for God's sake. At any rate, Matt Ryan is an upgrade. This offense is perfect for him. You talk to people in Atlanta about what Matt Ryan did well and when he did it well. He had a running game that was good, an offensive line that was good, not surprisingly. He also had weapons that sadly the Colts don't have, but they do have the line, they do have the running game, and he is really good at the play action. So play action fakes, swing it. This is going to be a really interesting offense to watch, although you're not going to, he didn't got it, Frank Reich isn't going to unveil the whole damn thing tomorrow. He's not, because that'd be stupid. You don't care whether you win in the preseason, so why in the world would you game plan for anybody? You're just trying to, you know, iron sharpens iron. Hey, wee! More iron sharpening iron. That's tomorrow at 4. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, if he can stay healthy, he's got enough up here that even if his body's a little bit diminished, he's going to be a really good cornerback, and he's going to be an upgrade over Xavier Rhodes. A serious upgrade over Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes wasn't bad last year. But Stephon Gilmore is going to be better. And then at the other corner, I don't know about Brandon Faison. I, that's going to be interesting. Brandon Faison will stick his nose in there, and he'll stop the run, and he'll make tackles. I don't want a cornerback who tackles. I want a cornerback who covers. Isaiah Rodgers might be the better guy in, in, that, uh, in that whole kind of uh, defensive thing. You know what I mean? I, I, Isaiah Rogers has got the speed to cover people, and Brandon Faison doesn't have the speed that Isaiah Rogers has. That's what I'm trying to say. Yannick Ngakwe is going to come up this season with somewhere between 8 and 12 sacks. In every season he's played, he's had between 8 and 12 sacks. I think here he's going to be on the higher end of that. 
That's an upgrade over Quiddy Pay by quite a bit. He had four sacks last year. He's going to move to the other side. I think Quiddy Pay is going to be an upgrade over Al Kadeen Muhammad, who they lose. So really, with that one move, you've upgraded two spots. You upgrade Ngakwe over Pay, and you upgrade Pay over Muhammad. And then at the tackle positions, you still got, uh, you know, Buckner and Stewart, and they're terrific. So I, I think that this is a better team. And you look at the schedule that the, the Colts are facing. The Colts, thank you, Spirit Walk. I, uh, I appreciate that. I'm planning my flag on a 4-2 start, 11-6 and six record, trip to the AFC Championship. You know what? 11-6, and six, they can do that because this leads me right into my thought. They have the sixth easiest schedule in terms of win-loss percentage from 2021 in the NFL, 46.9%. That is how many uh, games their opponents won in 2022 or 2021. Now, we know it's a different year. We know it's a different season, and maybe some of these teams are going to be a little bit better, right? They play the AFC East, or the NFC East and the AFC West. So you've got the Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers. That Chargers game in Week 16, man, that is something. Uh, will they sign OBJ? No, they're not going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. The guy, he's broken until November. There's no percentage in signing him now, and when he is healthy, he's going to want to re-sign with the Rams and let the Rams go off a cliff. So, no. Um, they have eight games against teams that were playoff teams last year, and that includes two against the Titans, and uh, they, but they only play one game against a team that won a playoff game last year. So this is not the elite of the elite. At least it's not the elite of 2021. Who winds up being the elite in 2000? Yeah, everybody thought, hey, we play the Bengals last year, right? Yay, we play the Bengals. Oof. You know what? Not so much. They wound up 10-7 and seven and they went to the Super Bowl. So things can happen. A lot over an offseason, both internally and externally, can lift a team. You talk about the draft class of the Indianapolis Colts. You know what? Alec Pierce, I don't know what he's going to be as a rookie. Wide receivers, a lot of time they take, they got to gestate a little bit. They got to ferment a little bit as a rookie in order to get to that second season where they're pretty good. You saw it with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, the second pick, Jelani Woods, I don't know. He's a tight end. You got four tight ends for three spots. Kylan Granson has been really good in camp. Moali Cox has had some drops. And you've got uh, Ogletree, along with Jelani Woods, as big, giant tight ends who should be able to block. And Jelani Woods blocking really pretty well for the Colts this camp. And he wasn't a blocking tight end. You see, he didn't catch a bunch of balls when he was at Oklahoma State. That's not because he was a blocking tight end. This didn't target him. When he went out to Virginia, he got targeted as a receiver, and as a result, he winds up being the 73rd overall pick. Bernard Ryman. Bernard Ryman. He moves really well. I'm going to be interested in seeing Bernard Ryman tomorrow, see what he learns from that experience. He's a smart guy. He's going to be able to learn how to play that left tackle position quickly. And then Nick Cross, I don't think he's got much to learn. I, Nick Cross, the night he was drafted, wanted a copy of the defensive playbook from Gus Bradley and from... Uh, Ron Miles, the secondary coach. That's Nick Cross. Nick Cross, smart guy, fast guy, sideline to sideline, going to be able to cover people, and he likes sticking his nose in there. He's got to stay healthy. Um, all right, we'll see tomorrow. Hey, got a call in tomorrow? 
during the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter starts. We'll go live on the call-in app, host a little bit of a, uh, a conversation between you and me and everybody else watching the game. It's going to be stellar. Download the call-in app and do it right now uh, so that tomorrow you can participate. Don't discount COVID as a mess maker this season in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is down for five days. He's got a quarantine for five days. He's got COVID. That can happen. Whether or not you're vaccinated, that can happen. So it could still make a mess. Again, there's no difference now between vaccinated and unvaccinated in the NFL protocols, so nothing to worry about there. Ohio State, the odds of them winning the Big Ten minus 215 to win the Big Ten, not win the Big Ten East. They're going to be a double-figure favorite in every Big Ten game they play this year. What is going on? Somebody catch these guys. I know it's not going to be Indiana, but what are you doing up there, Harbaugh? Catch. I wouldn't root for Jim Harbaugh as a coach of Michigan if they played the University of Hell and Satan was the coach. But against Ohio State, I might make an exception. I don't know. I want somebody to beat Ryan Day's ass at Ohio State. Can somebody do that for us? Hoosiers minus five. The opener three weeks from tonight against the fighting Illini of Illinois. Of course, Indiana should win, but does anybody believe that they will? If you're an Indiana graduate, Indiana alum, Indiana backer, are you going to invest in Indiana minus five at home against Illinois? Oof, that is faith, baby. That's the kind of faith that Carson Wentz would envy. Uh, the Cubs, they've won five out of seven after last night's win in the Field of Dreams game. They are third in the National League Central. Yay! Third in the NL Central. Who'd have thought? Tonight, Kid Rock at Ruoff. Foreigner opens. You know what? Foreigner is a tale of two bands to me. I hate Jukebox Hero. I, that's a crappy song. I hate their adult contemporary nonsense. However, feels like the first time, cold as ice, long, long way from home. Ooh, 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 I'm in. And Kid Rock, you know what? The more I listen to Kid Rock, the better I like Kid Rock. I got to tell you the truth, I can't wait for the show tonight. It's going to be fantastic. If you're out there, just look for the idiot in this shirt. He's me. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The, uh, the Colts will have a video with uh, Ed Dodds. And Morocco Brown talking about the front office and how they evaluate players and how they build the roster and and how they're kind of managing their own careers as they turn down jobs. Ed Dodds turned down the Chicago Bears last year to become their GM. How screwed up are they? Ed Dodds is the assistant GM here. He's like, hey, Pasadena, baby, you people can't win up there. I want nothing to do with you. I don't blame him in the least. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. And remember the call-in during the fourth quarter yes or tomorrow. Can't wait to talk to you then.